Have you ever went onto the Action Network or VEASAN and saw what percentage of the bets are on a team or what percentage of the handle? When you realize the answer to that question is yes, you'll also realize it's very difficult to know what those numbers mean. Today and every week, I'm here to give meaning to those numbers, give importance to them so you and I can win more of our bets. In today's episode of Sharpen the Public, the Happy Hour Sports Boys and I recap week five, discuss week six, and we discuss the changes in public betting trends. Like ones where sharps have moved to a whopping 20 and 6 in certain category. We've got some undefeated trends too. Stuff you won't want to miss out on. We identify trends no one else has seen before. So if you like to gamble in the NFL and want to learn about public betting trends, strap in, hit that follow button, hit the notification bell, send this podcast to your closest degenerate friend because it's time to sharpen the public. Let's go. Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by bettors for bettors. The only place where you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more bets. I'm your host, DJ Bianco. Years ago, I started tracking public betting trends for every single game in the NFL. I've been tracking how well the public performs when they are more or less confident, tracking how well the Sharps perform when they are more or less confident, tracking how well a team performs when their spread changes throughout a given week. Anything that's publicly available, I track it. I use this historic information to leverage bets that I, and now we, will make in the future. Seeking out trends to find winners is an incredibly exciting topic, and if you've made it this far, I know you're excited too. This is Sharpen the Public. Welcome back everyone to Sharpen the Public. I'm your host DJ here with my co-hosts Rick and Andy. Week 5 was a great one here for us at Happy Hour Sports, and we're excited to share that stuff with you guys. We've got some awesome trends to share with you as well. I'm really excited about this episode since we have a larger sample size going on. People are loving what we're providing on Twitter. And looking ahead at the Week 6 slate, there's some great matchups that we can try to wrap our heads around. Before we get into what Week 5 and 6, I'll go to my co-hosts. Rick, how was your weekend? Uh, it was a good weekend. Another uh, gigantic uh, Sunday of betting. Uh, I think across the entire Week 4 slate, I went 24-16-1. Uh, and one. Up over eight units, so a great week of NFL betting for me. Uh, my commanders did not get it done once again, uh, but here's to hoping they do uh, tomorrow night as we're recording on Wednesday. So, yeah, it was a rough one there for Carson at the end of that game to to, to ruin you guys' chances. I low key was hoping that he'd throw the pick. I had the under, <laughs> and, that, and that would have killed my under if he would have scored a touchdown. So, uh, we're not making the playoffs anyways. We might as well throw and get a decent quarterback rather than playing roulette. So. Who would have thought the NFC East, 5-0, 4-1, 4-1, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants. We look at like the gigant of the juggernaut. Best division in the sports, man. And don't sleep on the Giants. They're not a, they're not a fake 4-1, I don't think. What I get for shitting on the NFC East in my preseason articles and on the pod when the pod first started. That's what I get. <laughs> hey, no, the Colts are doing well, though. You're... <laughs> Define well. <laughs> depends, on, depends how you look at it. 41 bets, though, Pat. That, that's good for you. It's on, that's on brand. Very on brand and, and a good week. So I think through the last three weeks, I posted like 120 and I'm up like seven or six units. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Andy, how was your weekend? It's good. I was in Lexington, Kentucky to see the Gamecocks play and they pulled off a dub. So cheers to that. That was awesome. I also ended up going 2-0 and on Sunday and 2-0 and on Thursday night football, uh, leaving me at plus six units on the weekend. So I made a cut of Rick's bet count by 10%. But still profited by six units, so that was awesome. Got two bets already out there for week six and my early best bets piece, so definitely go check that out. We'll see if we can keep this thing rolling. Oh, yeah. 
also a good week for me. I went 10 and 5 for sir. the entire week. Yes, yeah, sir. Starting to do huge. Starting to pick up here at Happy Hour Sports. It was awesome. Use the trends to my advantage. I assume you guys did as well. And we can talk about that a little more as we get into these trends. As we do here every week, let's start let's start by doing that. So we saw some interesting stuff happen this week, and I'll I'll leave the best one for last when we go through the week's results. So we'll start with the over. The public went four and six on the over this week. Still can't cross that 500 level. Way <laughs> um, to go, public. Keep it up. The public went three and three on the under. So still staying at, I think they were 10 and 10 last week. So still staying at that 500 level. The money percentage went six and 10 this week. So a bit of a regression. And then sharps went seven and a nine on the week. But the big, the big kicker for the week here is that the public went three and 13. Gotta love it. <laughs> three and 13 oh, against no. the spread? Yeah, against the spread. Oh, Holy no. shit. <laughs> <laughs> there is no surprise that I went profitable this week. <laughs> that is, oh my gosh, I feel bad. I almost do. do. You? I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I, I do. I do. I, I empathize with all the people that had to Venmo their bookies on a Monday or have to <laughs> redeposit into FanDuel or whatever it is. The, the books don't need that. They're going to keep getting it, but the books don't need it. I mean, 13 is ridiculous. I mean, that's a, that's horrible. And That is down 11 units if you bet one unit on each of those. That is <laughs> tough. Yeah, that would make them, or the interesting ones, I guess, even though they went 3-13, and 13, so all of it's going to be interesting and in showing how bad the public was this week. Um, between the 55 and 59% uh, confidence range, you know, so the public bet percentage, which being between 55 and 59%, went 1-5. and five. Between the 60 and 64 range, they were 0-3. Between the 65 and 69 range, they were one and three. So you total that up between the 55 and the 69% public range. I mean, that's a whopping two and 11. So absolutely horrid. And it's going to make our totals to date look really good. So yeah, let's do that. To date, against the spread, the public is 33 and 46. (laughs) Really bad. To date, the public is 20 and 34 on overs. Date the public is 13 and 13 on unders, like I had said, so 500. And then the money percentage is 41 and 38 against the spread. But when the public, or I'm sorry, when the money percentage is greater than 50%, they are 41 and 38 against the spread. And then same thing with the sharps. When the sharps are greater than 0% on a certain team, they are 40 and 39 to date. So kind of hovering around 500 for the money and sharp percentages, but and as well as the unders, but. Public's terrible on overs and public's terrible in, in against the spread. So Yeah, and going back to the going back to the money and sharps part, like that if you just blindly tailed the money all season long, like you'd barely be cracking a profit. But if you just tailed blindly tailed sharps all season long, you would not be cracking a profit, even though it's above five hundred because of bookie juice, whether it's minus one ten, minus one fifteen, etc. So that's just something to note too. Like even though the record itself is uh cracking a profit, it's not necessarily what? <laughs> Boogie juice just sounds hilarious. It it just sounds disgusting. It sounds like boogie juice or something. Every time <laughs> I hear it. No, I mean the only way you're profiting this season is if is if you're taking the unders and you're fading the public. Obviously, the public wasn't doing that bad until this week. Uh, I think they were what thirty and thirty three uh, before this week, so not terrible. But I'm sure in the long term this season they'll continue to hit at about a 40 percent rate. So. It's interesting, uh, especially in those confidence intervals, right? Like we talk about the 15% or greater confidence interval being super profitable. Um, interested to see what those numbers were from this week, Deej. 
Um, but th- those were some things that I hit on this week and generated a lot of profit for me. So I would assume they're good, but unsure. Yes, yeah, totally. Just looking at the public in general, I mean, you can obviously see that there's a large trend that they're not good against the spread. But the important thing about these numbers and looking at the actual percentage that the public has, I'll t- like I'll say the records right now, between the 50 and you know 60% range, the public is dead even. They are 21 and 21. And then they're actually above when the public is 75% or greater on a team, they're 5 and 4. So if you just take all those ranges out and you look at between 60 and 75%, I'm sorry, well, yeah, 60 and 75%, you're looking at a 7 and 21 record, which is really tanking their their total, what is that, record. Interesting. 7 and 21 record on what group of confidence levels? Between 60 and 75%. And I'll break those down in a second for each 5% increment because that's also interesting. But just as a general... My, my point is, if you're just looking to fade the public, you might not hit the right spots because 11 and 11 between 50 and 55%, between 55 and 60%, they're 10 and 10. So between those two ranges, they're 21 and 21. You might you may, you may make profit if you're betting the right games. You may not. So you can't just blindly fade when you look at a 33 and 46 total date. And that's what, that's what makes these numbers really, really important. Yeah, and it sounds like that 60 to 75% confidence spot is the right is like kind of the sweet spot there. Do you have anything on like what is 75% and above? Yeah, five and I'm four. I'm sure that hasn't happened. Okay, that's five and four. Yeah, so it, it, there really is just the sweet spot is that 60 to 75% confidence. That's crazy. that there, I, I wouldn't expect it to – like I know that with certain trends that there are going to be sweet spots as the season goes along, but 7 to 21 is pretty dramatic. That's, uh, that's very interesting to note when you're just looking at how the public is betting ATS. Yeah, it's also important because I mentioned it on the last episode, but historically over the years that I've tracked, this range between the 60 and 70 percent-ish range, which if I take out the 75 or 70 to 75 percent range this year, the public is 6 and 20. So that's their, that's their worst by far in, in, in just public against the spread. But historically, this exact range is between 35 and 40 percent in right in general anyway. So you're seeing this trend happen again. So for future, if you're seeing a team between 60 and 70% with uh, when the public is 60 to 70% on a team, at the other side, because a 60% win rate, if you flip that, is great. 65 is even better, and that's that's tough to do in gambling. So really interesting It's an stuff. insane win percentage. That's an insane win percentage. You'll see people on Twitter touting that they have like a win record like way bigger than that. That's not true. It's just, it's not true, especially over like a long period of time. So like that is a absolute diamond in the rough to know that that 60 to 75% confidence by the public ATS is such, it goes so poorly historically and we're seeing it again this season. That's awesome. That's an awesome find. Yeah. And just to to close out that point, I'll mention between the 60 and 65% range, actually I don't include, include that upper range. So it'd be 60 to 64%. That is three and 11 this year. And then between the 65 and 69% ranges, those are that is three and nine. So like I said, six and 20 when you total those up, but just horrible. So really interesting to see. And I'll get into in a second some games that had that last week and didn't, didn't hit. We talked about it the last week as well, how these ranges were still not good. And that's something that I looked for when I placed my bets this week. So with my quick maths, that means that 70 to 75 is one and one. 
Correct. <laughs> that's that's interesting to me, just because there's it's only happened twice, and yeah. we're fi- and we're five weeks in. Yeah, you do kind of see that happen in some of these confidence ranges, just in general throughout the season. You'll see like twenty-one games in this in this range, thirty games in this, and five in the in the in the next one. It's I don't know yeah. why it works out like that, but it, sometimes it does. Maybe it's just that awkward ground where like. Once you um, once you start getting into these numbers, like people now when they're figuring out what they're going to bet on, they're talking to their friends about it or they're listening to podcasts and watching shows on TV, like figuring out what they're going to bet. And you'll slowly but surely see people start siding one way or the other from a public standpoint. So maybe that's why like that 70 to 75 percent range just gets left out. Either people are going balls to the wall on these guys or they're uh, or they're like on them a considerable amount i don't know that that's just a theory of mine it's not proven that's that's just my hypothesis there yeah who who knows but yeah so that's just the public i'm glad we touched on that because we've been focusing on our favorite uh geico trend 15 percent or more as of recently but let's get into that one now so we started out i'm sorry last week we ended it at 19 and 2 when sharps were above 15 percent and we're talking about the sharp differential here. So sharp differential is money percentage minus public percentage. I try and say that every week, just so everyone understands what's going on. And when that um, is greater than fifteen percent through week four, teams were nineteen and two. So I'll put an example so we can talk about the numbers again. So in the Ravens and the Bengals game. 72% of money was on the Ravens and 53% of public was on the Ravens. So that gives 72 minus 53 is a 19% sharp differential. They would have been included in that 19 and 2 trend. But through week five, that trend has moved to 24 and 6. So a bit of regression. It went 5 and 4 this week. Still positive, but clearly not as good. We did expect that, but 24 and 6 is still nothing to scoff at. Yeah, that's still that's still profitable. I mean, five and four, you're losing. I mean, you're still winning less than a unit, but um, yeah, we we thought it would come down to earth, right? Like that couldn't feasibly stay at the range it was going. Um, but again, bad week, it, it's going positive. So, um, just another trend that it, if I'm liking a game, or even if I'm not liking a game, if it's got that fifty percent confidence interval, I'm definitely staying off. Um, or I'm enhancing my, or I'm increasing my units if I do like it. So, um, just a trend that just keeps printing money, really. Yeah, twenty four and six is still still ridiculous. Five and four, fifty five percent with my quick mass here. That is still cracking a profit. You're breaking the fifty two percent plane there. I love it. I'm still <laughs> blindly tailing that. Not not endorsing people to blindly tail, but uh, you should like if you see this if you see this trend, you should be taking a really good look and like, all right, was I looking at the other side? If not, I'm going with these guys. Yeah, twenty four and six. I think is eighty percent win percentage totally. So that's still absurd. <laughs> um, I used it a lot, and when I was my bets for the week. We had it on the Giants who covered. We had it on the Texans who covered the Bears. It happened multiple times. One game I didn't like it where 20% of the Sharps were on the Steelers, which was pretty interesting to me. And they got destroyed by the by the Bills. And I I took the under in that game because I wanted to I did not want to deal with the, the Steelers spread against Josh Allen. Yeah, I took the Steelers spread. That was a sad one. <laughs> One of the few losses, though, and you still went positive, so who cares? That's correct. I'm excited to get into the under trends here in a second. <laughs> yeah, 20 and 6 for the Geico trend. I don't know what we want to call it. If you guys have any recommendations, please reach out to me. But 
I'm sticking with Geico right now because 15% or more sharps win you money. So that's pretty good to me. I'm just going to keep rallying off guys who wore number 15. Shout out Vince Carter. Vince Carter. <laughs> Bit of a throwback. So, yeah, we mentioned earlier that sharp percentage went 40 and 39 total to date. We talked about it last week, but as of this week, if the sharps were 24 and 6 above 15%. That means they are 16 and 33 below 50, 15%. Horrible. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that's an abomination. That, oof, you're losing rent money with that. It kind of shows to me that that's how Vegas, I guess, is combating the over 15% is that they're winning so much on the other side where it's not, it wouldn't be affecting them. I know they make so much money elsewhere. Probably it doesn't even matter anyway, but they don't want to lose consistently. So they have to be making their money somewhere. Uh, parlays too, and same game parlays and all that shit. I mean, that's like <laughs> yeah. when, when you're looking at the clip of how much they're making off that, that's like anywhere from 20% to 30% of their bets is parlays, which is insane. That's not just like a number I pulled out of my ass either. I had an article about it way back when before the football season started where I dove into it a bit. I mean, it's it's actually insane how much people are betting on parlays and that, stuff like that is dragging it down too, where it's almost like a trend this sharp, um, no pun intended, is like not going to drag them down a ton because they're making money elsewhere, like you said. And even like when there's a greater than 15% sharp differential, that doesn't necessarily mean that the book's risk is on that side. Uh, you can have a team that's getting 20% of bets, but 37% of the money. It's technically more than 15% of the sharp differential. So the book would still want the sharps to be hitting in that sense and to make money. Uh, but more often than not, obviously, it's going to be over 50%. But yeah, I mean, given that the sharps alone are, are 40 and 39, uh, the books are making money just on that. So. Uh, the the books will be okay. I don't think we need to <laughs> we need to worry about their well being. They'll, they'll be in business. That's no. true. I, I'm not. We want to hurt them. <laughs> we we want to take their money. We want to hurt them. Yeah, I'm not worried. <laughs> I do love parlays. Um, I do love parlays, but they're historically really difficult to hit. I mean, just when you take multiple games, it, it's really tough to go positive in general in in sports betting. But to to combine those bets to it, big payout sounds really nice. But it's it's much more difficult. That's why you can go, you know, Andy's route and go for teasers and and talk about that all the time. Which, by the way, I saved you guys the agony of having to hear me talk about it in the intro. But did go two and zero on teasers this week. So round of applause for that. We're out of the <laughs> hole, baby. We were zero and four. Now it's two and four. And I've got another teaser in the early bets piece because I'm ready for it. So uh, definitely check that out. Andrew's back. Teasers are addiction. back. They're back. Back on the addiction. <laughs> these are king another thing we talked about last week was money percentage greater than 65 percent. so like for example this week we had chicago bears had 66 percent of the money so they would have fallen into this greater than 65 percent range they were one of the few teams another one was the uh, patriots both had 65 percent or greater they both covered and took this trend from 20 and 8 to 23 and 13 um so it's still not I mean, I guess it did. It went three and five this week, so it did regress a bit, but still a, a very good trend. Twenty three and thirteen is 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 hella positive. So I'm still looking for that, in my opinion. But I highlight this the money percentage because I talked about it last week, but it, we didn't have any games last week where it hit it between the sixty five and sixty nine percent money range. Money was eight and one, and now we moved to ten and one in that range. So even though let's go. Yeah, even though above 65 regressed, you still got a 2-0 day from 65 to 70. 
which is awesome. I mean, it, that shows that it's it's consistently good, and that's a number that you really want to look out for. One thing I want to note about the sixty-five uh, percent money trend. Uh, the one that went three and five this week, but is now sitting at 23 and 13. Uh, the money percent this week did go six and 10 ATS, meaning that half of the money, half of the bets that the money was on fell into this trend. So I feel like that's worth noting to maybe look and see how many this coming week um, fall into that 65% money trend since half of them did here in week five. That's good. That's a good point. It is interesting to see how often games fall into these trends versus how like how they don't because like you like I just said before this week there were none in the 65 to 70 but now there were two and that brings our total to 11 games in that so it might seem like a small sample size but in the total amount of games that we have right 16 times 5 whatever that is someone could do the quick math 80 yeah thank you 80 oh I thought you said Andy and I was about to say that's too big of a number for me sorry <laughs> <laughs> No need to expose yourself on the podcast. Come on now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so eight out of 80 games, 11 in a certain range is good. I mean, one eighth and then seeing that that record is 10 and one is awesome for me. I'm looking out for that 100%. Absolutely. So before we move on to over-unders, the last point I want to touch on on tr- just general trends against the spread, especially for money, is when... If we look below that 65% range, which is another thing we we brushed on last week, but in the 60 to 65% range, money percentage is 3 and 11, which is another horrible thing, which is actually funny. Between 60 and 64 and the money is 3.11, and then between the 60 and 64 for the public is also 3 and 11. So if you see those numbers, <laughs> go bet away. It tells me low confidence from the public and the money. Like The people are just like, yeah, I like this ad in general, but... And over the course of the population, it's just not a very confident lean from anybody. Right. I guess that's all I had on uh, this general against the spread trends. Let's look at over-unders now, which is Pat's bread and, which was Pat's be- yes, sir. <laughs> Pat's bread and butter yes, this sir. week. I'll just let you hit on that, Pat. What was your strategy? It was insane. It, it was like the amount that you were betting on the over and unders was <laughs> crazy. Well, why am I even <laughs> saying over? The amount you were betting on unders was insane. Thank you. He had a Thank system. You. I went one and zero on overs, so I bet one over <laughs> and it hit, and it hit. Which game I, was it? Thank you for your service. Yep, it, um, I'd have to go back and look. I've got my under analysis pulled up right now. Um, I went eight and one on unders, and <laughs> the way that I bet it was when the public was on an over, but the sharps were greatly under. Which, to no one's surprise, that happened more often than not. For instance, in the Cincinnati-Baltimore game, the public was all over the over, and there was a 50-plus percent edge to the under. Under came in by 10-plus points. Um, for <laughs> the Lions game, the over-under was set to 47. The public was on the over. The Sharps were on the under. The game finished 29-0, to so the under came in by 18 points. <laughs> Tampa Bay and Atlanta, 85% of the money on the under, which was 26% sharp. So a huge sharp percentage there. Game came under by 10 points. Uh, that was the trend. The only, I would say, good beat I got uh, was probably the Tennessee-Washington game where the aforementioned um, blessing in disguise that is um, Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz threw an interception to end the game. Um, that, I guess the Buffalo-Pittsburgh under was pretty lucky. Um, that game just sort of stalled out in the fourth quarter as it was a dead game. Uh, but that was one. 57% of the bets run the over. But 75% of the money was on the under, so a 33, 32% sharp edge. 
But yeah, I rode that trend all weekend, finished eight and one on the own on the under, and it was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. And I'm glad that you're using this stuff, you know, to, to win more bets because it shows how, how good it is. And I was also in a lot of the unders this week. Well, a couple. I was on the Bills under. I was on the Jags. The Jags was a blessing. <laughs> what was that? That ended with that score end. Uh, 13 to 6. That one was... <laughs> yeah. Not a sweat. And Houston won it at the end, right? Didn't Houston win it in the fourth quarter? Houston yeah, did, yeah. Houston, hey, I had Houston money line. Houston. Makes Houston 9-0 and in their last nine uh, <laughs> in Jacksonville. Yes. I think that was in Jacksonville. Yeah, they're, they're like the they're the opposite of the Colts because the Colts are now 0-9 in their last nine trips to Jacksonville. How does that make you feel? Well, this week it makes me feel good because the Colts are 8-1 and in their last nine against Jacksonville in Indy. And they're coming off a lot more rest this week. So I'm trying to put that behind me because if the Colts lose this week, the season's done. That is fair. Because they'll be 0-3-1 in the division and then play the Titans the next week. It's just so stupid how badly they scheduled that for the Colts. Anywho. I love the Texans this year. <laughs> I, I hated them in my preview, but I love them now. Is it too early to announce them as like this year's Lions, where they're like not a, they're like not a good team at all, but they have been covering pretty nicely, I believe. That's one thing I actually should have touched on a bit earlier. Is I've got all these, and I want you guys to ask questions um, about this. I've got every team added to my spreadsheet, whether like when the public bets on them, when the money's on them, when the sharps on them. Then I've got their general against the spreads, which is obviously available everywhere, but. I just needed it all in the same spot so we can reference it pretty quickly. The Houston Texans are four and one against the spread this year. Bad, <laughs> bad, baby. What was their lone loss against the spread? Do we know that? Probably a game they lost by twenty. Like uh, the Chargers, they lost. It was thirty-four to twenty-four. 34. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. They almost covered. They almost backed it with that, baby. Yeah, they scored a lot of points. I mean, twenty-four against the Chargers yeah. isn't bad. They just got. I mean, Justin Herbert. Yeah, they're they're a gritty team, man. They they play the Raiders, Titans, Eagles, and Giants next up, and I, I guarantee you they'll be a, a touchdown dog in like three or four of those. So look look out for them to get some good backdoor recovers. Another surprise team as we look at these before we get back to the over and unders, like Pat talked about. Atlanta five and zero against the spread. People are loving them. The media the media is talking about them like they're like not as bad as they actually are. I mean, they're, they're like not a good football team, but they are better than we expected them to be. I'll give them that. It's interesting. I mean, one thing I should mention before I rattle off like how the public is on a team, how the money is on a team, how the Sharps are. This is a very small sample size when we talk about each team individually. It's only five games. So like if a team's really good against the spread like the Falcons, you're going to see good results when you look at all of these things. So like the Sharp is 4-0 when they're on them. The money's 3-0 when they're on them. And the public is 1-0. When they're on them, so they've only been, the public's only been on the Falcons once, and they are five and zero against the spread, which is kind of wild. People see the Falcons and still think that they're just not a good team, which I mean, like, is sort of true. But you lost to the Rams by four, you lost to the Saints by one, you lost to the Bucks by six. I mean, like, me. maybe I just said they're a bad team. <laughs> At me, you are the public. Andrew yeah. is the public. Uh, maybe they're not a bad. Team. They play the Forty ers this week. <laughs> yeah, see that. That's going to be a true test. That's going to be like, a sh- that just sounds like a classic shithouse Niners game. After the Niners thump the Panthers, like, I, this is just the classic, like, Niners slip up against a, like, steamrolling ATS Atlanta team. What are they? They're plus five and a half at home, Atlanta. I don't know. Wow, that's it? That's at an home. awkward number, too. Yeah. I, I, think, I think earlier in the week it was even bigger than that. 
That feels like the books are debating the public to take 49ers, and the Falcons will sweep in with a good three-point loss. But something will happen. I have a question for you guys. Who do you think there are three teams that the public is 0-3 on? Those are, the, those are the worst records. Who do you think they are? Just give me one guess. The Vikings. Andrew? Public is 0-3 on? Yeah. Minnesota's definitely a good one. I would go uh, Denver. Den- Denver is one. Is Tampa one? Tampa's not one. Give me... Hang on, hang on, wait. Give me yeah. the Rams. No, it's not the Rams. I got one more. Okay. Rams are one and two. Las Vegas. Vegas is also one and two. So both bad, but not only three. Yeah, who are the other two? The answers are the Denver Broncos, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. For some reason, the public has been on the Steelers three times. They've lost every single one. <laughs> hey, people expect Tomlin to get that ship right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know Including why. Including myself. I'm pretty sure I bet on them every week. So. <laughs> okay. That's the public now. <laughs> yep. Hey, we all have our public tendencies, guys. It's okay. We're here for therapy. Yeah, the fan, the the fans were chanting for Kenny Pickett like he was about to part the Red Sea, and then he absolutely shit the bed. I already dropped it. I already I picked his ass up in in fantasy in a frantic, and he's already back on the waiver wire. Get him out of here. This is actually really funny. I didn't realize this. The public is zero and three on the Steelers. The money is zero and three on the Steelers, and the sharps are zero and three on the Steelers. Oh, does not the does not having it. That offense is terrible, man. I don't think we've said this yet, but it is kind of a public thing to say, so it's probably good that we haven't said it yet. But you're either hot or you're due, and the Steelers are due. They're 0-3 across the board. <laughs> time to bet it. Yep, I actually like the Steelers it. a lot this week, and I'll get to that in a second. In a, in a second half of pod. <laughs> yeah, let, 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 let's hammer out the over-unders, and we can, uh, we, we'll get to that. So as Pat said, the, the Sharps, he was on, he went 8-1 and one himself. The Sharps to date on the under are 38-20. and 20. The money to date <laughs> on the under is 32-18. and 18. I mean, that is just absurd. I think it's Hit me a- with it, DJ. Hit me with it. Behold the underminer! Yes, there he is. Yes, sir. There he is. <laughs> the underminer. 32-18 and 18 when the money's there. 38-20 and 20 when the Sharps are there. Free money. That's all it is. Take the unders. Take the unders. Fade the public when they're on the over. Take the unders. Follow the money. Follow the unders. <laughs> a man who went eight and one on unders last week. I mean, you might as well keep betting it. The public is twenty and thirty-four on the over. That is absurd. They are a whopping zero and six when the public is seventy-five percent or more on the over. <laughs> Yeah, that one goes out to the people who have their car volume all the way up. They just got their ears annihilated by DJs. <laughs> <if it's just laughs> they need to know. The public needs to they know. Everyone Thanks. needs to know. Owen oh, 6 above 75%. There was this one is an game. SOS. <laughs> yeah. This is an SOS to all people who are betting the over and people that are taking prop Stop. overs and parlaying, parlaying them with the over. It, it, it can't hit every game, guys. It can't. Please. Of all Please. games, too. The one game where the public was on the over, 75% or more, was the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders. Oh, that was a close one. I know. That one hurts. <laughs> and that, that, that's the one they're going to be like, oh, we were so close next week. All right, we got them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, the Bears-Commanders under will happen. <laughs> no, the whole Buffalo. Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow, come on. If your buddy is sending you a screenshot from his shitty Venmo book and it's got the over in Cincinnati and Baltimore, you need to send him straight to our podcast. <laughs> While you're ripping the under. That's, that's the public. 
I'll just rattle these off. Uh, this is all public being on the over. So above 75%, they're 0 and 6. Between 70 and 75%, they're 1 and 3. Between 65 and 69%, they're 2 and 6. Between 60 and 65%, they're 6 and 8. Between 55 and 60, they're 4 and 6. And then actually between 50 and 55, they're 7 and 5. So when they have no idea and they're slightly on the over, maybe they're right. <laughs> but other times, <laughs> they're very wrong. Go the other way. <laughs> so what you're saying is it doesn't matter what confidence interval. <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. all, that's all I'm hearing. This is where we need to sharpen the public. The overs, stop taking them. I think it is a product of a lot of the games just being – I think I, I read a tweet or something that a lot of the games are going under because defenses are playing in a slightly different way. I'm not a football guru, so I can't explain that very well. If someone can, reach out to me on Twitter, please, at DJJ Sports. But that, That's a good point, though. Um, I remember – like in years when they've changed like rules or the referees have a lot more um, harsh on penalties, whether it be like pass interference penalties and stuff, uh, overs hit at like a much higher rate because the ball is moving a lot more down the field, um, even though they weren't true offensive yards. So um, a year by year basis could be could be different, but in a general sense, we all know if you look at historic trends, the under hits more often than not. So right when the public is on them, correct. I mean, we could get it if we talk about how uh, how the game's changing. We can talk about those roughing the passer calls too, and how the how those infect uh, totals. <laughs> Goodness, if you've turned on the TV like TV this week, you've heard them talk about it. I mean, they, they were terrible. So uh, something's got us there. Hopefully, they figure it out. Yeah, I had the Raiders plus seven and a half, so I was I was okay with it. <laughs> That's not our forte. <laughs> but yeah, let's move back to to what we're good at: the trends. The last one that I want to get to before we talk about the next slate is one of the only undefeated ones. So the Sharps on the over are actually 13 and nine to date, which is a, a much smaller sample size than Sharps on the under at 38 and 20 for the Sharps on the under, but the Sharps on the over are 13 and nine, which is still good. And between the 20 and 30% sharp ranges, they're five and out. So if you see, and if you add in the 30 plus they're four, they're nine and two. Totally. So if you see a high sharp on an over, it's it's nine and two. It's pretty good. I, I, yeah, that's better than pretty good. That's that's really damn good. Yeah. So something else we should look out for as we've been preaching the under, the underminer, and everything. It is some sharps or some overs are, are are good, and maybe you see a regression here. Maybe you start to see more games go over, and who knows if the sharps or the public will read that correctly? But still interesting nonetheless. I think it's almost like worth it on some of these where it's like nine and two and even the ones where like the 23 and 13 one, like rattle through, like after we kind of go into the deep dive these, like moving forward, we should like maybe have like a docket at the end. So that way um, like we deep dive it as the podcast goes along. But then at the end, we like hit those like five or six trends that are absolute, absolute killers. So yeah, so let's do that's a good point, Andrew. So let's do that. Twenty-four and six when the sharp percentage is greater than fifteen percent. We've got ten and one for them when the money percentage is between sixty-five and sixty-nine. We've got zero and six when the public is on the over at seventy-five percent or greater. So that means bet the under when you see a seventy-five plus public on the over. We've got nine and two when the sharps are greater than twenty percent on the over. And then this, the two under killers are when the money is on the under and the sharp is on the under. Just in general, when the money is on the under, we've got 32 and 18 in total. When the sharps are on the under, that's 38 and 20. 
those are the the key things that we are definitely going to be looking out for and looking out for as we talk about the week six slate. So that's what we're about to get into. Have you guys taken a look at it? Have you seen any games that you're interested in as of yet? Yeah, so one that I highlighted at the beginning is the Colts, and that's not because of the Homer and me. Um, I actually don't bet on them as much as you would think I would as a fan, but they do. They are already seeing their sharp percentage uh, going above the lucky fifteen, the Geico fifteen trend. They've got. They've still got a twenty percent sharp percentage. It was a tad bit more than that when I wrote my article Monday evening. Just want to keep an eye out for it to make sure that they stay above that fifty percent threshold. Again, I mean, other reasons why that's good. They've, they're coming off extra rest. They've got fantastic trends at home against the Jags, 8-1 and one in the last nine. So one to take note of. And then I'd really be interested to see what the Panthers and Rams is looking like because the Rams have not been that good this season. And the Panthers obviously are coming off of firing Matt Rule. Baker Mayfield is out. There are already multiple players in that team that have had their names thrown into the trade rumor mill this week as a result. So that's not one that I'm necessarily betting, but like, what are, what are we seeing from a money and bets percentage here for that game? <laughs> it's a good question, Andrew. We got 94% of the money and 69% of the bets on the Panthers. 25% sharps right now, sharp differential. And I'll, I'll mention this. These games end at around... I don't know, between 100,000, 200,000 bets, sometimes even up to 300,000 bets. Right now, we're seeing only between 10 and 15, you know, 10 and 20,000 bets. So while these numbers are important because they do show where people are putting their money in the beginning, and it honestly does kind of stay around these numbers, they won't be as drastic. But still, 94% of the money right now is on the Panthers at plus 11 and 69% of the bets. Crazy. 94% of the money is absurd. Yeah. I I I'm very glad they finally filed fired rule. I think he was holding them back. I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback, but the Panthers have a talented squad. They just have not. Been, rule is not is not it. He's not an NFL coach. Yeah, I know you were super high on them in the preseason. Like you had touched on that in your in your uh, in your NFC South preview. Both these teams are one and four ATS. So something's got to give here. <laughs> Somebody's gonna. Somebody's gonna go deep down in their demise to one and five. Uh, that, that's one to look at. I'll, I'll be looking out for that as the as as the Sunday morning rolls along to see what that looks like. Yeah, I did or talked about it in my NFC South preview. I had them to make the playoffs. I had them to hit their over on wins, and I'm really interested. I'm really confused or surprised to see the public and the money so high on the Panthers right now, even after they fired their coach. But yeah, interesting game then nonetheless. There's only 12,000 bets on that game right now, so we'll see how that changes as Sunday rolls around. A really interesting one that I'm excited for, and I, we talked about the 0-3 Steelers on <laughs> against the spread when the public bets on them, when the money bets on them, and when the Sharps are on them. Right now, the Steelers have 51% of the Sharps. They have 77% of the money and 26% of the bets against the Bucks. They are plus 8.5. With 16,000 bets. I don't know why I love it so much. I love the fact that the public is so high on one team and then the money is so high in the other. I think that's a very standout point, kind of similar to Pat's under system last week when the public was on the over and the money was on the under. Just kind of in reverse for the spreads. I don't really know how they can cover this game. The Bucks defense is good. The Fal- they just weren't able to cover the Falcons. So, And the Steelers are home just playing the Bills. 
I, I love this. I, I don't know why, but I loved it. Yeah, the Bucks were one of the teams that I teased in my early bets article, and that's just because of how many close games they've had. Um, I don't like the the big spread there, but bringing it down to a more affordable field goal price is, is much more um, betting friendly in my mind. Because like they had close game against ATL, like you said, and then KC, they lost by 10. Green Bay, they lost by 2. Um, that KC game felt a lot tighter than 10 points. And then they beat New Orleans by 10, which also that felt like a closer game. I think the only one that actually felt like a blowout was the Dallas game. They won 19-3, to which, I mean, 16-point win is, is a big win. But um, that game felt like they blew them out way more, just how much they dominated Dallas in Week 1 on, on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, uh, to, to your point, to add to your point, I think if Steelers somehow win this game, we might see Brady retire. <laughs> that's, how, that's how confident I would be in and Brady to win, but I don't. I don't think they'll cover. Yeah. So looking at some other games, Pat, do you like anything yet? Have you looked at it? Uh, I haven't looked too much at the slate. Uh, I mean, the game I'm most interested to watch at very least is the Ravens versus Giants. Uh, I just think it's a good matchup. I, I think it's a good test to see how real the Giants are. I um, mean, catching five and a half points at home to Lamar Jackson is going to be interesting. Uh, but the other game I've got in- that's interesting is the Chargers and Broncos. Uh, a battle of teams who are on polar opposite ends covering the spread. Uh, Denver is one and four covering the spread early this season, while the Chargers are four and one covering the spread. Uh, Denver traveling to the Chargers is only four and a half point dogs, uh, which is interesting given how um, underwhelming they've been in multiple capacities, even though they are two and three. Um, that's one that I've got circled as a game to watch, and obviously that's a Monday night game, so. Uh, those trends uh, will end up having to settle on where the data lies there later in the week, um, probably Sunday night, Monday night. So those are the two games that I've got my eyes out for this weekend. Yeah, just an interesting note about the Chargers that I'm just now realizing. Even though they're 4-1 and one against the spread, they are the public, nor the money, nor the Sharps have been on them yet this year, even though they're 4-1 and one against the spread. On which team? Chargers. That's interesting. I've, I think people went both ways about them, where there was a lot that looked at the names on the roster, and they're like, this team is crazy. But I think the Chargers have gained a reputation of, um, I feel like incompetence is the right word, where like they, they get you there sometimes to the playoffs, or they fall just short. They're not really like an awful team. It's just something about I don't I don't always understand it. Maybe that's why. I, I really have – that's my only theory. Yeah, just super interesting. And to touch on uh, – I just wanted to point that out. Um, but to touch on the other game, I'm really interested in the Giants-Ravens game too, Rick. I like, I, I don't know. I don't think the Giants are as good as they are at 4-1. and one. I don't know how they're beating these teams. I talked about it in my NFC East preview. I think, I, I, I don't I don't see, I don't get how they're winning games. I think five and a half. I think Lamar somehow, I think they win this game by a touchdown, the Ravens do. Right now, there's 86% of the money, which is above that 65 plus range, which is great. That's what we're looking for. 28% of the Sharps right now, only 13,000 bets. So we'll see how that changes. But it's not, I don't know, it's not a great line. Yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. I think they're instilling that culture into the Giants right now. And they don't. They might not have the weapons um, across the entire offense, but that defense has been great. Um, Saquon's been back to his best. So yeah, we'll see. True. The quarterback play will be the difference maker. Um, I think Daniel Jones is still levels multiple level of Lamar Jackson. So 
this this again to me, I mean, the Packers, they beat the Packers, but the Packers, as we've seen throughout this year, have been a little underwhelming with the losses to of Devontae Adams um, and some other receivers like Marquez Valdez Ling um, in the offseason. So Baltimore is their big test. If you pass this, all of a sudden you're five and one and people will start starting to take you for real. You lose this and people will think you might be frauds um, who got a little bit lucky early in the season and were riding a hot streak. Um, but we'll see. Uh, this, that's why this game is circled for me. There's a lot, a lot, a lot at stake here in this game. Yeah, that's a good point. If you do, if you win, I mean, because the Eagles do play the Cowboys, that is a division matchup. Whoever comes out of that, the East is up for grabs right now. Surprisingly, best conference in the NFL. Um, but yeah, if they find a way to win this game, I'd be very impressed. I, maybe I'm so low on them just because I'm an Eagles fan and there's a bias there. But yeah, Saquon's look great. And they're they're finding ways to win. So one thing to note about the Ravens too is just like the Bucks, they've had a lot of very close results. Um, besides the Week One blow that they had on the Jets, lost to Miami by four, beat New England by eleven, lost to the Bills by three, and then beat Cincinnati by two. So <clears throat> with a spread that large, well, that large. I mean, six six is a considerable number. Um, it's just something to note that like with a spread that large, it could be, uh, worth noting that they've had a lot of close games so far this season and the giants aren't any frauds. Like you guys are talking about, I mean, Daniel <laughs> Jones is steps below, but they, they've definitely surprised us. Yeah. How could I go without talking about my Eagles go birds five and zero, best team in the league during Dallas week. We are minus six right now at home to the Cowboys. They have not confirm that they're going to start Dak, but it's likely that they're going to start um, Cooper Rush, even though Dak, I believe, is available. Currently, the Eagles have 35% of the bets and 50% of the money, so 15% sharp on an even slate. I don't know how I feel about this game. I think the Eagles win, but six points in a divisional matchup on a Sunday night sounds scary that's what i'm thinking too um if they do start cooper rush i mean that's the biggest spot that he will ever have started in he could come up small uh, but i'm with you six points given how great the dallas defense has played this year i think they lead um in quarterback pressure uh this year so far uh, and obviously their db's been playing well you've got micah parsons um and a, and a plethora of guys in that defense. So I, I'm with you. In an additional matchup, you like to think that'll be a super close game, no matter who pulls it out. Um, so I, I tend to I tend to side with the points, but it'll be interesting to see where that 15 percentage lies, because if it is over 15, percent then I probably won't. I probably will stay away. Well, I probably won't stay away, but I'll, I'll find something else to bet in the game. <laughs> I mean, this is DJ's dream scenario. As it stands right now, the Eagles are in the lucky 15 percent. So <laughs> this could be a three-unit play based on the trend <laughs> and on the team. This is like this is literally DJ's dream come true. This is uh, amazing. I'm excited for this game. Uh, I'm excited to see Jalen Hurts in prime time against a division rival. It's a good team, a great defense. It's going to be a good one. Another some interesting notes on these teams. Just because I have these stats now, we should talk about them. Public is two and zero when they bet on the Cowboys. They're four. The Cowboys are in general are four and one against the spread. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, the public is on them are one and two, but they're three and two against the spread in general. So whether you think those are going to flip or continue, that's up to you, but still interesting to note four and one for the Cowboys is impressive. 
Yeah, I'm just excited for an NFC East game on Sunday night that isn't going to blow. This is going to be great. <laughs> Hasn't happened in a really long time. <laughs> That's the only NFC East dig I can give today. Yeah, because it we're clearly much better than the AFC South. I mean, it, who knows what the hell's going on down there? Yeah, I mean, I, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't necessarily comparing them to them, but... I want to speak, I'd sound like Vanderbilt riding the coattails of Alabama's football success. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Commander's talking about the, the we, 4-1 Giants. <laughs> yeah, like we, we haven't done anything. The best we've done lately is, I think, 2014 when we lost to the Packers in the wild card round. So, it's... It's been rough sledding. It'll continue to be with Dan Snyder at the helm, but that, that's a that's a discussion for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dan Snyder is not doing you guys any favors, and I don't know when or how you guys are going to get rid of him, but you need to. The best game that's not the Sunday night game is four twenty five Sunday. We've got Bills and Chiefs in Kansas City. Josh Allen versus Patty Mahomes. I'm curious. I'm going to rattle off these stats, and then I'm curious to see where the public is on on the total. Because we've been made, we've made fun of uh, the Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes type of game, but right now the Chiefs are plus two and a half at home. They have sixty six percent of the bets and sixty one percent of the money, so sharps are kind of iffy with around thirteen thousand bets in. We will that this one will definitely change as we get a lot of bets. This one will probably have a lot of bets in it because it's such a good game, such a high high profile. Two of the best teams in the league, two Super Bowl contenders. Probably the preview to the AFC Championship. I'm really excited for this game. I don't know who I'm leaning. I, I don't know. The Chiefs coming off only a one point win against the Raiders. The Bills coming off of a destruction of the Steelers. It feels like a Bills revenge game. Yeah, it feels like a revenge game from the uh, from the postseason of last year. But I um uh, I don't know. I'm probably just going to lean wherever the sharps end up telling me, or wherever the numbers tell me as far as the spread in that game with the early total numbers that that we're going to give. Um, you already, yes, sir. Yeah, so we'll talk really quick. Eighty-six percent of the public is on the to- on the over, and then fifty-eight percent on the uh, of the money is on the over. So twenty-eight percent sharp differential for the under, <laughs> but eighty-six. Shit! Hey, play that shit. Behold the underminer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All day, make it a two-unit play. I, Official, right here. Yeah, I mean, eighty-six yeah. percent right now. It, it'll stay that high. There's, I hope it stays over seventy-five percent. It is. We've got, Rick, we've got a Rick dream play and a DJ dream play in the same week. And you know what? Colts are fifteen percent, so you can call that my dream play too. This is <laughs> this is three dreams in one week. It's a wet dream of, of, of bets here for the sharp in the public. <laughs> we we might have a little three-way parlay for fun. <laughs> Just as we talked about, don't take parlays. We might as well. <laughs> This is a good one. Parlays are meant to be for small, like on occasion, entertainment. Nothing more. You shouldn't be consistently doing them. This is this is an opportunity to rip a parlay. This guy on Twitter said he has a three-unit max parlay. I'm gonna. I have to take it. (laughs) I paid for his picks. Wasn't a ten-unit whale. You will never have to pay for picks at Happy Hour Sports, and we'll never tell you to put multiple units on a parlay. Absolutely. Take that to the bank. If if we go if we go down this rabbit hole, we're gonna end up having to crop out ten minutes of me going on a rant. So uh, I'm gonna refrain. <laughs> I think it's okay. I mean, I'm gonna say it again. Eighty six percent of the bets of the or I'm sorry, eighty six percent of the over bets or total bets are on the over. I mean, fifty eight percent of the money 
So that gives, again, a 28% sharp differential in favor of the under. The total is at 54 right now. These are two, well, one great defense. Um, I don't know. Does anyone have the scores of the previous games? Uh, that'll be interesting to look at. Two of the high, most high-profile, best quarterbacks in the league. People thinking over. This is the perfect spot to go under. I'll pull it up right now. Uh, a favorite side of mine that I've been using to look this up, I'll go ahead and give them a shout-out, is the, I think it's footballdb.com. So if you just Google two team names and then you Google um, like history or historical, it's always the first one that pops up. And then it basically just shows all the results and you can tailor it to home games or aways because it will search it by. So it came up as Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City Chiefs historical results. And then you can look. Um, I mean, all these past results the last three times have gone way over the number that's set this time. Um, third, <laughs> Bills, Bills lost at the Chiefs 36-42. Bills won at the Chiefs 38-20. And then Bills lost at the Chiefs 24-38. They beat them uh, October 19th, 2020. So that was the COVID year. Uh, that could be why it only ended at the Kansas City Chiefs winning 26-17. to um, But those are the last four results right there. I do have in 2021, 66% of the bets were on the over in that game for the public. I don't have the money percent for that game right now. Still trying to find that okay. stuff. But... Yeah, it went over. It was at 58, the game total. We also could look like fools here because, like, I hate to say it, I want the under hit so bad in this scenario because we've been making fun of it for weeks now that this would be the type of scenario that people are just going to blindly slam the over. It, it's the bookmakers are almost, like, have their hands behind their back handcuffed, though, because, you like, you can only set the line so high Yeah, before people start going both ways on it. In 2021, um, it ended at 57. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's, I mean, we we need to wait on ripping the under for sure. I mean, this is a later under for us. But I don't know. The Bills' defense is fantastic. They have one of the best pass right. defenses, and I don't know if they get Von Miller back this week. But uh, the Chiefs' defense hasn't been terrible either. So, the terrifying have... part about this for the under for me is how quickly the Bills can score. The good thing is the Chiefs don't have Tyree Kill anymore, so they're not. I mean, Michael Hardman and Juju are not. Down, down, you know, downfield threats that Tyreek was. So, no. I, I'm not scared on that side. But for the Bills, I mean, Gabe Davis had what, like, two catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. It's also crazy to me that, like, I know that last uh, that two of those games were playoff games, but like, this is going to be the fourth time in a row now that the Bills have visited Kansas City. So, those Kansas City fans have really been treated to some. Fucking awesome matchups. Yeah. The last two, the last two years now. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a great game nonetheless. I'm surprised it honestly isn't a prime time, but probably get the Joe, the Tony Romo and Jim Jim Nance duo on that. Well, dude, if it's an NFC East, it has to be Sunday Night Football. It has to be. <laughs> that is the better game. Two better teams, you know, two better records. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't complain. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Let's let's run through one of the other some other crazy numbers here before we stop talking about games. Right now, ninety two percent of the money is on the under in the Cowboys Eagles game, which I agree with. Eighty five percent of the money is on the under in the Dolphins Vikings game. Eighty six percent of the money 
is on the Patriots Browns over 78% of the bets are on the over in that game. So uh, another one above that 75 range. That's not good. It's 0 six to date. The Ravens and giants over is 78% of the bets. 77% in the jets Packers over, which is actually pretty interesting. So some crazy numbers right now uh, above those or in those 75 plus, you know, ranges. Uh, I guess people like the Jets' offense. They scored 40 points last week <laughs> against the Dolphins, and people said, oh, my gosh. I don't disagree, necessarily. But the Packers In Lambeau, though? Good. Yeah, in Lambeau. Yeah. After a Packers yeah. loss, like, uh, the Packers might score 40, but I don't know about the Jets. Hey, well, there's the over. 40 to 10. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be right. 40 to 0, and there's the under. Yeah. <laughs> I was so blessed in that Bills game. I, I wrote about it in my article. I was like, let's hope for a 35-7 to win, and they won, what, 38-3? to Thank God. I'm just surprised uh, that there's three games with um, over 90% of the money on the unders. Obviously, that'll probably regress a bit as the week goes along, but that's, that's very interesting to me. No, totally. And 90% is astounding. Yeah. 98%, this is the last one, this is Monday, um, and there's only 8,000 bets, but 98% of the money and 93% of the public is on the under, which is ridiculous. Um, so cr- another crazy game there, but no one really believes in the Broncos' offense. So that's one for later. Uh, this is a good plug, though, to kind of emphasize the fact that I will consistently update people on Twitter and on Reddit of what's going on with these trends and how they relate to the games that are going on. So stay up to date with us there uh, at DJH Sports for me, at Andy HH Sports for Andy, and at Rick HH Sports for for Rick over there. We're all very active on Twitter. We really appreciate you guys reaching out to us and you know telling us that you love the pod. It, it's really en- encouraging for me uh, as the host and for us at Happy Hour Sports trying to get this thing off the ground. We're excited for the future, and it sounds like you guys are too. So thank you guys for checking us out and listening to everything. Really appreciate it. Yeah, shout out, shout out to everybody that's given us good feedback. And uh, I'm always tweeting out plays on Twitter before the games. Like I do that early bets piece, but then I I tweet out my plays usually on Sunday. I didn't really have. I had like one, I think that I tweeted out for Sunday last week, and that was just because I was on the road. But um, I'm I'm back home in Charlotte this weekend, so expect some more plays coming from my Twitter as I continue to examine the board and. Uh, they're going to be even smarter as we go along because I've continued to try to utilize what DJ's doing for us as he's out here doing the Lord's work, as many of you have recognized on Reddit and Twitter. Shout out to Reddit. Reddit's been fucking awesome. Yeah, shout out Reddit. I love you guys on there. You guys are liking what I'm putting out. It's really fun for me to see this stuff. Like, I love, I don't know, whenever I do this, like getting home and putting all the information in, seeing the public go 3-13, and 13, seeing, you know, the Sharps still at very positive numbers, you know. And seeing these things work out and eventually lead to, to us cashing because I had some rough weeks. I went one in five last week, but now 10 to five this week, le- leveraging the information, doing a better job at that. So we're only going to get better at this. The information is only going to get more and more powerful as we get more and more data. And hopefully you guys love to hear this and want to continue so we can continue to do this for years on years, years on end. So we have a plethora of data to, to just talk about. Um, everything's always possible to regress so it's important to to keep that in mind take this these plays and this information we're giving you as a 
as a guide. Don't don't use it as like a as a perfect science unless you're betting on the Geico trend, fifteen percent or more. That fucking bet away. Otherwise, use it to to age your own bets. And note that Rick, Andy, and I are are just people who love betting and who love talking about this stuff. So we're going to be wrong sometimes. We're going to be try and be right as much as we can. But I'm not. I, I don't claim to be a capper and never will be. So. I'm just a guy who has information that no one else has and is excited to to bring it to everyone. Um, I don't have any bad bad beats to end it on, but I do have a sharpen the public mo- moment to end on a quick story. If if you'll have it, let's let's do it. So I put out my uh, I put out four now season win total over unders for NBA, and I just wrapped up doing my Western Conference unders, and I put out a Lakers play on Reddit, which the Reddit talk got me thinking about it, about why I'm taking the Lakers under 45 and a half wins for 1.5 units. And I have that. That's probably one of my largest explanations that I've put out in most of my articles. And I put it on Reddit and some guy just in one line, he goes, no way they have back-to-back years struggling. I'll trust LeBron. And I really just wanted to respond and just say, you are the public. <laughs> like just blindly disregarding the analysis and the trends that I put in. And like, I mean, I'd be happy to talk with anybody about it. Tweet at me or drop a comment on the pod or on Reddit or anything. But like, just like going one line, no, no, surely LeBron's not going to do that. Well, LeBron in LA has gone under that number three out of four years. And the only time he went over was the COVID year. So do a little research, buddy. Uh, That's that's my (laughs) sharpen the public moment right there. Yeah, there's plenty of opportunities to, to sharpen the public. That's why this is important and why, like, I really like to think about the numbers and the trends that we look at as like, when you look at the trends, you're like, what the hell do these mean? You know, why is why are, is the Action Network showing this? Why are these sites showing us these public and money trends? What does it mean? And these numbers give those, these trends give those numbers meaning. And you're not going to find answers to that anywhere else but here. So I'm glad, uh, I wish you just re- replied to him, you know. Your time it's time to sharpen you, buddy, or something. I wonder if he bets NFL. We should get him on the pod. Yeah, you like automatic or manual sharpener. <laughs> yeah. Manual hits different. It does. It does. A little a little that sound is pretty nice. Yeah. I think you can get him a tad bit sharper with the manual, but you gotta get lucky. You gotta hit it just right and like angle it in there. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I haven't sharpened a pencil in ages. It's all skill. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta it's all about the motion of the ocean. I don't know when this transferred from a from a sharpener to a, to a euphemism type of conversation. Yeah, I think we'll end. It. I think we'll end that there before it gets a little a little too graphic for the podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, thank you guys e for hanging it. out with us. What? I said, the, I said the title has the explicit e on it. Yeah, it does. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We really enjoy doing this. Um, we're only going to get better, as I keep keep saying. Data is only going to get better. And please keep reaching out to us. I, I love it. I, it really encourages me, and I, it drives me to to get more and more information ready for you guys, like the like the team stats and over stats and stuff. So, thank you guys, and we'll see you in the next one. Always bet better with beer. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. A lot of work goes into these episodes, but thankfully, we love that work. It would mean a lot if you could follow, rate, and most importantly, share the podcast. Share it with at least one or two people who you think would benefit from this information. 
Maybe it's your buddy who sucks at betting the NFL or someone who just started out. Remember, we are just starting out as podcasts as well and want to grow our community. We post weekly on Fridays and always come packed with information that you won't want to miss. So yeah, thanks again. We'll see you in the next one.